What is poppin', everyone? What's poppin'? How you niggas doing? Niggas is feeling very free. I don't know. Something about a butterfly shirt makes me feel one with nature. So, you know, a bitch is feeling free. How you feeling? I like the fact that your shirt matches your um, under eye I did that very purposely, but he thought that I was getting beat up. He said, your eyes look red. I said, you're not looking close enough. You know, men are colorblind, so he probably thought they're orange He said that they were red. I said, ooh, and I was very insecure when I first walked in here, so I did this. And I'm like, you know what, bitch? You did it intentionally, so let's just let us It looks fabulous, honey. Thank you, girl. I love it. So, do we want to get into our story time right now? Let's get into our motherfucking story time. Um, So, Tyler James. I've always liked Tyler James. I've always been— I feel like we have to tell her who it is, because, you know, some people won't even know who Tyler James is. I'm going to tell who who it is. Um, I've always liked Tyler James, because I was a fan of Everybody Hates Chris. So, so yeah, um, he's an actor. He was on Everybody Hates Chris. He's been on a couple shows. He's on the um, Abbott, Abbott Elementary. Elementary. You know, me, I never thought he was gay. He never gave me gay vibes, but apparently a lot of people are accusing him of being gay. And he finally came out and said, no, I am not gay. I don't understand this narrative. Y'all put it on me like this kind of gotcha vibe that you're trying to catch me being gay. Speaking of being gay, happy Pride, everyone. Okay? Doesn't matter if you're gay, bi, uh, lesbian, trans, whatever. Baby, you were born this way. Okay? But back to Tyler. Um, so yeah, there's all this talk about him being gay that, you know, they're trying to catch him doing some gay shit. And he just had to say it out there, like, look, niggas, I'm not gay. But my thing is, why the fuck does it I was going to say the same thing. I said, in lieu of it being Pride Month, whatever someone defines as, why does it matter to you? Like, it doesn't it, change his it acting change, It doesn't change his skill set. It doesn't it's change if anyone finds him attractive. If someone is not part of your community, they're not part of your community, but does not make them any less of who a person that they are. So it's like, why do we always care about someone's sexuality more than we care about anything else? And it's like, why? Why does it? Why do you have to find out? Like, why yeah. do you have to try to catch if he's them gay, doing he's gay. gay shit? Like, if he's know? straight, he's straight. I don't feel like you have to prove either or. Yeah. Like, I feel like because when people be like, "Oh, he's too masculine to be gay," like you know when you find out someone's gay, you're like, "Really? He's gay?" Like, what was his name? Um, Colton from The Bachelor. I don't know who that is. I don't okay. watch Bachelor. Okay, well, he was some white guy that played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was super macho. And everybody was like, oh, my God. Actually, he was gay. That's why he was a virgin for that many years. Because he was gay. And I'm like, does it fucking matter he was a virgin? It doesn't, doesn't matter that matter. he was gay. Like, it's like, why is it something that you're trying to... The obsession with what other people do in the bedroom is so weird to me. Because I don't care if you fuck rabbits or if you fuck adults or if you, you fuck, know, you I know, feel like that's dogs. where the territory. Yes, if you're fucking dogs and like if that's your cars <laughs> and shit like that. Yes, I got something to say about Wait, that. Wait, is it legal to fuck animals? It's not legal to fuck animals. It's not. You can't fuck animals. No. Okay, because they can't consent. Consent's important. So I don't care if you're fucking dogs. I mean, it's not legal for them to fuck children, and y'all still doing that. So y'all need to stop. Well, you can't fuck anyone who can't consent. Okay. So I don't, as long as there's two consenting adults, heavy on adults, who are okay with what's going on, I don't give a fuck about what you do in the bedroom. As long as it doesn't affect me mm-hmm. and my life, mm-hmm. you being gay, straight, asexual, bisexual, non sexual does not change what's going on over here. And won't. So you can keep doing what the fuck you're doing, Tyler James. And whether it's a boy, a girl, or, or a red animal. Not if not saying animals, bitch. <laughs> it never gave animals. <laughs> but you know who All right. Animals? Well, the girls are back at it again with another messy ass episode of Sip and Spill. We create conversations. Oh, wow. Sip and wine. I go by the thug motherfucking Sammy. And I'm ambitious. Make some shake. Tere. We were making some shake to, uh, on Tuesday. Wait, on Friday? Saturday? Sunday. Sunday! We're making something to shake on Sunday, y'all. Only Samantha was making something to shake. Not only me. I, I was the only one shaking ass. You were the majority ass shaker of the day. The majority? I feel like we were all shaking You were ass. of the majority. Okay. I was of the minority. Are, is that, are you proud of that? Does that make you happy? Um, that you were barely shaking ass? Do you feel like you're yeah, better than me? Absolutely. Because you were barely shaking ass. You feel like you're better than me? Yep. Yeah, right. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you better than me because you don't shake your ass. you don't shake your ass, you better than me, bitch. <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> Whatever side I'm on is always gonna be the better side, y'all. 
All right. So let's get into our highs and lows. Okay. So what is your highs and lows of the week? My high of the week is the pool party was fire as fuck. I had a good ass time at the pool party. Um, I was drunk as fuck by the end of it. Um, I had, the, you know, it was, it was a vibe. I think like the whole time, you know, there was food, there was liquor, there was big booty bitches. What, there was water. What more can you ask for? You know, my high also was the fact that I and Josh were the top winners of the entire night of beer pong. Okay. So that's a high for me because I'm very competitive. So anytime I can brag about something I did better than somebody else, I'm going to do it. So yeah, that was my high. What was your low? My low is not getting the job um, after two fucking interviews. So I was telling you about the job I was yeah. lo- looking for, or whatever. That we did the first interview, we did the second interview, and then after the second interview, I didn't get the job. I'm like, why the fuck did I go to th- one? I don't. Like, why was there three rounds of interviews for any job? That's wild. why the fuck do you got to keep going to interview after interview after interview after the first interview? Either you like me or you don't. Or you bitch. don't. Mm-hmm. If you do like me, hire me. If you don't like me, just let me go. Don't make me go wake up at nine o'clock the next day after working my fucking after hours. Okay, to do a fucking interview at nine o'clock in the morning just for me to not get the fucking job. And I'm Period. really sad about that because I really wanted that fucking job. She was like, I'm about to be a corporate bae. Yeah. You should be a corporate bae with me. I said, What the numbers talking? And the numbers were talking the good numbers shit. The numbers was talking good shit. It was giving, it was giving um Kruger B side hustle type shit. Yeah. So I'm you know, I'm kinda sad about not getting the job, but what they always say is one door closed, a window opens. So I'm not gonna stop my search for this corporate babes job that I does pay the what well, I feel like I deserve to get paid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's okay. I'm going to move on. And maybe it wasn't for me. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I don't really have any lows. I think I've had a great week. It's really crazy when I always think of highs and lows because I'm like, when you have a really bad week, it feels like everything in that week was bad. But when you don't have any bad things that happen in your week, you're just like, did anything I wouldn't really happen? say what happened to me was bad. It was just disappointing. I mean, but you know, we're, we're saying like if one thing bad happens in your week, it like kind of trickles down because yeah. you just feel that way. But I feel like if you don't look at things as a bad week, you're like, or a bad day, you're just like, did something really happen? And something probably did happen to me. I just didn't recognize it as being something. Oh, the bad was I was dragged into Samantha's um nonsense. That was the um that was the bad. Oh, you know what? We weren't gonna talk about it, but let's motherfucking talk about it, y'all. We said we weren't um, gonna talk about it, but we were gonna talk about the situations. Surrounding I'm gonna talk it. about it, motherfucking again. I said what I said. You bitches on the island are suffering. Not that I was suffering. My point was never that no money was getting spent on me. My point was I saw no money getting spent on y'all. So I thought I was talking for the bitches, but I guess y'all didn't receive it the way I was putting it out. But yeah, at the end of the day, the amount of dragging that we got over an opinion is ridiculous. It's really, I feel like I can try to empathize with both sides because it's like, you can say what you want to say, it's your podcast. Yeah. But then in the other, in the other lieu of things, if you know that you are saying something that is offending people Mm -hmm. and then you go back and you double down Mm -hmm. on offending them. Triple down actually. It's kind of hard for them to be like, you know what, maybe the message went over my head but they're listening to, you're delivering, you're saying it so proudly even after you know how mad it makes people. I don't care. The thing is, um, the way that I was attacked for it is is what I if a couple of people were mad about it cool whatever but they were making videos uh, multiple videos were made they were putting uh, me on their gossip page they were DMing me talk, talking about all this shit it about me it just didn't happen to you though that's what I'm saying you keep saying me 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 it happened to us okay both of us but you said they weren't DMing you on your personal DM I'm gonna say they were tagging me mm-hmm. in my personal stuff in there talking right. to me directly yeah. so I'm saying if you know that it's affecting both of us outside of just you you're like okay you know what I still feel this way but because mm. I feel like we're going to say things are going to offend people all the time Yeah. so I feel like what is going to put us in a different caliber of doing all that is not responding because at the end of the day your greatest power is silence us well feeding, I'm now saying, I'm responding and I'm going to keep responding it is what it is are you proud are you proud that you're over here responding I am Clearly. No. It's, I don't, we're two different people, so it's okay for you not to see the, same, the way I see it. Just I mean, but talk. you have to also think about it. If we're connected to each other and we have different opinions and it's affecting both of us, wouldn't you be like, you know what? I hear you and I respect what you're saying. You're like, well, that's not how I feel. So I'm like, I'm like if I know something that is affecting both of us, I'm like, you know what? If they are attacking me, that's one thing. But if they're attacking both of us and they're attacking and I our, definitely said, and our podcast, I though. definitely said y'all are attacking my co-host and she never said nothing. I definitely talked about how you were getting attacked too. So I'm not just saying, oh, it's just me, me, me. I talked about how it's affecting you. Like, there's one thing to attack me and my pers- uh, my podcast page, but for y'all to go to my co-host page, that's ridiculous. I definitely said that. So at the end of the day, if they're still listening, 
I said what I said, and I'm not changing what I said. And if you have someone to feel about it, DM my podcast page, and it is what it is. So let's get some motherfucking tea time. Oh, no, let's get some wine fast, and we get some tea time. Tea time. So today we are doing Bullington Palace. This is a 2020, I believe it's 2020, let me be right. Oh, and I am Cabernet. I love me a Cabernet. I think it's because lately that's just the easiest thing to access because I don't be looking for Merlot no more. But this has 13.4% alcohol percentage and it has a full bouquet of fresh berries complemented by a subtle French oak ripe plum characters flow smoothly onto the palate. Mm. Integrated with spice and vanilla oak. So once again, it's something that we always hear about, but it's from Australia. That's the only thing that's different because usually they're from California or Argentina. So we're going to see if it's, if it's rocking something different. Cheers to another messiest episode of Lynn's Beal. I like it. I like this wine. I'm I I I gotta still fill it out. I gotta still fill it out. It's not it's not disgusting, but it's not as how much was it? I think $15. Okay, not bad. $15 but, wine. But I, like I would it. expect it to have, like, you know, a little cork if it's $15. You know, because I feel like when they have a little twisty, it's given like $7, $7 remember wine. Last time we had a wine that had a twisty, we were like, we thought it was going to be cheap because it was a twisty, but it ended up being like an expensive wine. <sighs> so I, I feel like maybe it doesn't matter. Let's, let's, I don't think it fucking matters. I yeah. think we got to stop looking off aesthetics and just go off for taste. Yeah. But 13.5% alcohol, we're going to probably get a little bit. It, this is actually really, really good because I'm not a dry wine bitch, and this does not it taste, taste dry. It's dry to me. That's crazy. It does not taste dry at all. It's really, really sexy and good. I, I really like this wine. It actually does have dry notes yeah. maybe it's like we drink dry wine so much that dry is not even really dry to us okay it's, australia they do what they think so let's get into some motherfucking tea time tea time krishan motherfucking rock i love this little pregnant ass bitch okay I get over the fact that her name is krish and sean put together like you had to know you were raising a rebel to make the name krishan Krish and Sean. And you know, for the longest time, we never say this bitch's name right. And we was like, we was just talking about it. And it's like, it's so crazy if you see the evolution of how much we were like, oh my God, we're so sad for her. We feel bad for her. And I was like, you know what, girl? You might not be as loopy as we thought you was. You might have just been playing the game as the game needed to be played. Because it's just like us when we know our niggas ain't shit, but we still playing the game so we can find our execute. Maybe that's what you did. Because I heard, I don't know if it's true, but the streets was talking that the only reason why Blueface has been acting out is because you guys, because you in the contract with him. I don't know if it's true. If it's true, let a bitch know. But um, it's just so funny to see how Blueface is constantly always uplifting his other baby mother while always trying. He's like the kind of nigga that says, I don't date black women. Like, I don't date black women because white women are better type shit. You know, it's like he brings down Krishan to bring up her instead of just saying me and Krishan are just not getting along or I don't like how she's a person. He always be like, my first baby mama would, doesn't do this, so I would be damned. You know, it's like, and he's like, my first baby mama only got one body on her. And I'm like, you sure she got only one body on her? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I mean, it, it maybe is true. <laughs> it's none of my business if it's not. But it's just like, why, like, these are things, why are these things that you're proud of? Like, you knew who Krishan was when you met her. You met her on a show that was meant for you to find love, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that how he, he met her? I, I'm not sure. I think, didn't he have, like, a bad girls club for yeah, his house? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You well, met her. I don't her. know if it was a love show. I think it was, like, a bad, like, a little fighting show he had. A fighting show? Or was the show? bitches just fighting? I don't know. I'm, I've never seen it. You, but you, I, I've never seen it either. You don't want to tell me that's where he met Krishan. I thought Krishan was met prior to the show. No. So, he met her on the show. Yeah, so um, I think it was, like, a— Something about Blueface Girls or something like that. It was, like, yeah. I think it was, like, a bad girls club for Blueface. They're all, they're all living, a, living in his house. But um, all I got to say is, no matter how many times he tries to drag her down, and make her look stupid and publicly humiliate her. The, the, the streets love her. They start showing her we love. Got, we, we tremendously. Got getting her, uh, take, coming her out on her uh, show. We have her with Black China. We have her with all these other beautiful black women. And we're all showing our support because we see how he's consistently trying to bring her down. And um, 
to me, I think the worst you can do is try to mentally abuse a woman while she's pregnant. While she's pregnant. That that's heavy most, on while she's pregnant. That's the most vulnerable time of a woman's life. And for you to consistently try to um, disrespect her and make her look stupid and foolish on the internet while she is carrying your child, I think it's the most low down, dirty thing you can do. But that is what I, I is expected from a person like Blueface. Blueface doesn't want to be pimp. You know, he has pimp mentality with no hoes. So, um... At the end of the day, we we are very familiar with what kind of man Blueface is, and yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, either you're gonna either you get out of the situation, or you just may be in a situation and stop complaining and make the best of and it. Make, and make the best of it. So if she don't want to get out of the situation, Krishan, I I don't know what to do for you. But we you we see how this nigga is doing you. You see how this nigga is doing you. You don't need this nigga. This nigga is nothing without you. You that's, are the that's star. A fact. That is a fact. So until you see that and get that nigga's face tatted. A, a tattoo away from your fucking chest, bitch. Cause that shit crazy. That blows my mind. I think she has like eight tattoos of him. Though. She's like eight tattoos in, and it's 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 manipulation. It's mind control. Yeah. It's a young, dumb, young, impressionable girl who don't know better because she's loyal to by fault. Mm-hmm. So he, he literally found her when she was homeless. So I feel like that's why she feels loyalty towards so him. Indebted to and him. Yeah. Look how he's treating you. Yeah. But then day, girl, you're a star. Do your own thing. If you just. Just, uh, just leave the nigga, please, bitch. Because <laughs> we already left him for you. So we, bitch, we, him for you. we need you to join us in this this journey that we're going together. This is about healing this year. We're going to heal. All right. So let's talk about Jocelyn Hernandez. I think, like, you know, your favorite problematic nigga is Boosie. Yeah. She's my favorite problematic woman. Like, I see that she's on my this Krishan. one celebrity show. And it's like her New York. I don't even know what the show is. but I It's seeing- College Hill. Um Celebrity. Okay. The show is fucking hilarious. Like I know, but I see the clips because Samira always sends it to me. And she was like, she's like, Jocelyn is so funny because one clip, y'all, so I know, you know, I like to get on Travis sometimes. But so New York was crying because she said her daughter died. And Jocelyn Not her daughter, her dog. No, she said her daughter died. She the clip says my daughter died. And Oh, she said her daughter. She called her her daughter, and then that's why Jocelyn trying to console her, like, I have a daughter, I know that feels. And then later on in the clip, Jocelyn found out that the daughter was her dog, and she went off on her, and she was like, bitch, that is my daughter. <laughs> she was like, I would have never said I was sorry if I knew it was a dog. And, and, I'm, like, and I'm like, and I feel like, yo, you can't really, you can't get mad at people for calling their um their dogs or their cats. Especially their... when your pet's been with you for 10 plus years. Yeah, like, <laughs> a lot of people do grieve their dogs like they are children and if you don't have any actual physical children that's what the closest thing you have to it but when I say she's so unproblem- she's so problematic it's because Jocelyn literally says first and then thinks later yeah. and I don't even know if she even thinks in the process of doing shit she just literally is Jocelyn so I mean why can't you just let her be sad why you gotta make fun of her for being sad over a dog and <laughs> never gave me fun of her like it's still a death it doesn't matter how yeah. you see it because you don't have any pets but it's still a death you it's know it's still a death and then she's like explain to me why you sad and then <laughs> and then New York explains to her she's like I don't get why you sad I'm she's, like, like, she's like it's not the same it's, it's not, not the same. same and I'm like you you can't take someone's grieving process away from them and yeah. I feel like it's even worse when you're on TV because it's like people already built Jocelyn up to this bigger than life characters so it's like you have to live that villain you have to I don't think she's living up to a character I think that's who she is as a person you know and that's crazy <laughs> and that's think, why it's, it's I don't think this is a character at all because she really just came on stage or uh I don't know if it was last week or when, when it was but it's talking about she was crying after performing because she's like this is the first time she's ever performed sober ever without doing no cocaine no, no pills. pills nothing so when people are on drugs they are I want to say they, they're not always themselves. Yeah. They tend to be more violent, more rude, more like, you know, extra because they are on drugs. So if this is her first time being sober on doing a, a reality a show, show. Yeah. Uh, doing a concert. Do you, who knows how much drugs she's on when she's on reality shows or when she's on doing those regular things that she's been doing, what we know her for. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like the drugs is probably makes makes jostling more than what she is. Mm-hmm. Maybe she is like that, but uh, the drugs, the coke, the coke definitely don't help. Yeah, and I just feel like it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable and about to admit, that. to admit that because a lot of celebrities, even when, um, I mean, because I feel like people use their drugs as their kind of like their therapy. Coping me- mechanism. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, even when... Um, What's his name? I'm sitting here looking at Keisha. Him. When, like, he's, like, being vulnerable about the fact that, you know, he was on lean. Real fucking bad. So now that I'm seeing him doing interviews and him, like, like, you know, letting down the fourth wall, I am so appreciative when people become human to us. Like, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to let us know your entire fucking entirety of life, but making you more human, it's like, okay, everyone goes through this shit. Mm -hmm. Not just 
our everyday suffering adults. <laughs> so I love that. Thank you for that. And you know what, Jocelyn? Keep up the good fucking work, okay? I love Jocelyn. She's the reason why my doormat is my doormat. Ho, why is you here? That's Jocelyn. <laughs> I love that bitch. That is. <laughs> So there was a video on TikTok of a woman who has a best friend that they were friends for 11 years. And they, she said that is her soulmate. She said, this is my platonic life partner. And she said that she lived in LA and she's like, there is, they manifested a way for her friend to come and live with her. And so their whole family was like, you know what? She's crazy. She's this, she's that. But we said, we wouldn't look at these kind of things as crazy gestures if they were lovers. Because my, me, myself, I'm in a I was in a long distance relationship and my boyfriend moved states to see me and no one ever bl bl blinked an eye. But because they are non-romantic, platonic life partners, they're like, that's so fucking weird. Why would you go across the country? But she says she made it very clear that her intentions with this life partner is to build a house, have a retirement fund, like everything that she would do within adopt a, a romantic, like, yeah, adopt a child. The things that she would plan with someone romantically, her and her platonic life partner want to do it as friends because they don't see the traditional route of them being married. And for me, I think that's like the most actual purest type of love because a friendship has, I feel like no bounds. So I wouldn't even limit myself to like saying, I wouldn't want to have a life partner that is a platonic life partner because when someone is your friend, I feel that that strong, that bond is probably a little bit stronger than when you're actually in a romantic one because romantic relationships are very fickle because people are based off of how they feel in the moment of why they want to make these very grand gestures, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. How you feel about that? I feel like there's nothing wrong with that type of lifestyle. Um, if two people chooses to start a life with each other, I think it's it's also just as great as two romantic people wanting to have a uh, life with together. I know for me and my best friend case, me and my best friend were very intimate. We have a very intimate, strong relationship. So if we wanted to do the same thing, which I doubt we would, but I'm saying if we would want to do the same thing, I can see us doing that with each other. Like, you know, having a home together, having raising kids together. You know, we, we, we raise our dogs together. Like me and my best friend do a lot of things. So she has a key to my apartment. She's always in my house. Like, so I see her thinking of, I trust this person because I trust my best friend. So I, tr just like you should trust your partner. So I don't, I trust, you know, having uh, a bank account with this person. I trust, you know, raising a child with this person. I trust building a home with this person. I trust all the things that you would put in the relationship with a romantic partner. I feel the same way about my best friend. Yeah. So it makes it. It doesn't seem crazy to me. It doesn't seem weird. It makes sense to do this because you have all the good good things of what a romantic relationship has, without the bad. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So do you believe in a platonic life partner? I absolutely do. I think that having a platonic um, life partner is something that keeps you sane. Because if you only think that the life partner that you'll have is a romantic one, it is a lot of fucking pressure to chase that romantic life partner. Mm -hmm. But having a platonic life partner makes life so stressless, free. I honestly do feel like I found my platonic life partner. And it's like, maybe we're not at the same place, the same, we're both platonic life partners, but I definitely do feel like I have a platonic life partner in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. So do you believe in it? And can you see yourself in one? Yeah, I definitely believe in it. Can I see myself in one? Not at the moment. Um, I, I still would prefer to have a, a, a romantic life partner, but you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not against it. I'm not going to close my mind to it. If a romantic life partner doesn't work and I still want to, you know, build wealth and, you know, build a home and, you know, have that foundation, I'm not against having a platonic life partner. There's, um, it's different. It's definitely a different way of thinking. It's non-traditional. And I don't I don't know how my family would be accepting of that because they'd be like, yeah. oh, you're doing some gay shit, you know? Yeah, they're definitely thinking some gay shit. Yeah. So, I mean, but my wife probably could also be a male that's platonic. So, but they're like, they're like why don't you just marry him at this point? You know, they're not going to understand the, the reasoning behind of why we're keeping the platonic because it's less stressful. It's less mm -hmm. work. It's less hardship. And we're getting all the benefits of being in, in a, a relationship. In a partnership, yeah. In a partnership. So, yeah, I definitely... Am not opposed to it. I pre I would prefer a romantic partner, but oh, if absolutely. it does happen, cool, whatever. What about you? Do you can you see yourself in one? Um, 
like you said, in the moment, absolutely not. Yeah. Because I, I'm still holding on to the faith that, you know, a girl might want to get married. I don't know. I Because I keep telling people, I'm like, at first I'm like, I'm like, I was like, no, I don't want to get married. No, I want to get married. But I'm like, I could see myself getting married more so than I could see myself having kids. So yeah. I want to get married, but I don't want to get married legally. Okay, so you, you would have just won a... I want to have the ceremony, like a spiritual wedding. Okay. But I don't want the legalness of it. But the legalness is good because of the, the benefits you get. But it's also, I just don't want... I don't want the... Technically, the, you're legally married by government stance. And I think in Texas, if you were living together for seven months, technically. That's true, but that's common law marriage. That's not... Um, even a common law marriage, if you were to be in a hospital... I can't make a decision for you. Okay, but still in common law marriage, sometimes it does get to financial parts. Like if someone feels like they are entitled to something because they live with you for 10 yeah. years, they can get that because mm -hmm. you legally were with them in the same space. Right. So, so technically, if what if two people live, live together like us, like as roommates, are we common law married? You know, I don't even know. That's, what's the difference? I think roommates? it's because I feel like because if you add the romantic aspect, aspect into it I think that's when because I don't think as roommates they were like oh yeah you're entitled to compensation yeah that's it, what's the difference I, once you put romance into anything they want to put a, a binding that's contract stupid because it. you don't know if we, they don't know if we're romantic or not we can be like oh we weren't romantic mm -hmm. you know and are we so we're also not no longer common law married because we never romantic and you gotta also think about it same sex marriages or um, partnerships don't get the same respect or yeah. yeah like even if we were an actual relationship and I try to get something because I think I saw a interview or I saw something that happened where they were together and when they broke up she was trying to get something they were like well you guys weren't really married anyways okay. but allow well, that be you know a man a or a woman sexual and yeah. it would be a whole different fucking story okay so why do you feel like there's been a rise in non-romantic life partners I feel like there's been a, a rise in it because traditional we're, we're, we're learning that traditional marriages isn't working for everyone yeah I feel like the longest time people got into traditional relationships because we had no choice it was like more forced upon us and it's like it was the right things to do you know like it's the you know the all-american dream white picket fence family two dogs boy a son and a daughter like that was what was fed to us yeah and now that we have the internet and we have you know access to a whole wide world of different ways of living yeah then we're not we don't feel confined to do things the way we've always been doing things for example i was on this podcast um of this lady who was in the military back in the 60s and she said she always knew she was gay but there was no word for gay so she didn't know what gay was yeah but she had the feeling of it but she didn't know there was no word for it so i feel like that's what it is there was no there was no word for it there's no you know we didn't know about it that's yeah. why people weren't doing it yeah and now that we're we know about it we can do it and now like the pressures of romantic especially monogamous relationship i feel is another reason why people are choosing to do not romantic life partners because a lot of times marriages aren't beneficial for the woman so women are choosing to get the benefit of the partnership without feeling like a maid yeah and i feel like the rise of non-romantic partnerships it's really just because I've never like for me before like I said and being married was never something that I was like aligning myself with I always aligned myself with the fact that I wanted a life partner so yeah. I never really stuck it to romantic or platonic but that's why I said I already feel like I found my platonic life partner because I've always wanted a life partner because marriage like we said was not the word for it because it's like I don't want to be so confined to someone just because of the idea of what it looks like to other people but it's like now that i'm thinking about it, i'm like if i want a life partner why not have a marriage you know because yeah. it's like they're kind of sort of the same thing but one is more more unbinding and now that i'm getting down to you know my lack of wanting to be committed and now i'm like you know what commit yourself to something stick to the idea love it and live to that expectation that you want for yourself mm -hmm. and I feel like with um having a life partner it felt like it was less pressure so when you have a non-romantic it's like okay like it's not like if they leave me I'm gonna be hurt but yeah it's probably gonna hurt even more if it's non-romantic because it's like I entrusted you with all these things without even the intimacy of physical I think it's the intimacy is what makes it more hurtful 
because you, I don't, we can, we can love our life partner, our non-platonic, our non-romantic life partner, but I don't think we're in love with them. Yeah. So because we're not in love with them, it's if they do leave us, it does hurt. It does it's hurt. Just like any friendship, it does hurt. It does hurt. But I feel like it's different when you're in love with that person and that happens to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the hurt is different. Maybe, maybe let's say it's a different kind of hurt. It is a different kind of hurt. Yeah. So maybe it's just a different kind of hurt. So why do you think it's important to have a platonic life partner? I, I don't know. I want to say why I think it's important to have a platonic life partner, but I want to say why it's important to have a platonic, platonic partner. And I feel like it's so hard to, um, it's, I feel like it's unreasonable to put all the needs that you need met on one person. Mm-hmm. So because it's unreasonable for your person or the person you're doing life with to meet all your needs, it's important to get your needs from outside. You know, um, having a friendship while in a romantic relationship to me is very important. So I feel like having a friendship while also being in a non-platonic relationship is also important. Like yeah. you can't put all this pressure on one fucking person. It's unrealistic. I think it's important because it gives you an outlet because the people that are your non-platonic and or people that are your like life partners, they tend to not judge you. Yeah. They tend to have a more understanding un- understanding and unwielding love because I feel like we always say people say love is unconditional, but love comes with conditions. Love should come Lo- with conditions. Love is only with conditions. Yeah. And I feel like when you're when you have a un when you have a platonic like partnership with someone, they can love you and still tell you you're wrong. Imagine someone that you're in love with trying to fix you or trying to mold you. Like, for example, when I know that I want to say something to my boyfriend, but I know that sometimes my delivery is not what I don't say anything because I know he'll take it better from someone else because it's not the same type of love that I have for him because it's like, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. These people know me better than they know me, know you anyways, you know? So it's like, it's kind of like, kind of touch and go because when you love someone you want to have them in the best light and only show that when you have a platonic life partner they kind of don't care about hurting your feelings because they're really here for to help you get better you know because mm-hmm. platonic people they're like i love you and if i gotta put up with this shit we gotta grow together so that's why i feel like it's important because they hold you accountable for things that people that are in love with you will just let slide okay so let's get into like what kind of what could be the benefits of having a non-romantic life partner. I, I think is the person sees you as a partner. Um, a lot of times I feel like in relationships that the person you're with doesn't see you as an equal, mm-hmm. especially in heterosexual relationships. Um, as women, we fight for that a lot. We've, I mean, at least from what I've seen, especially on TikTok, a lot of women don't. They, they don't feel like their partner view them as an equal partner. They want, like, I've, yeah, we, we want to be seen so bad they when it comes to a partnership. They don't, yeah. they don't feel seen. They don't feel heard. Like, for example, um, there's this Christian couple that goes on TikTok and talk about a relationship. And she was talking about how her her husband was making her feel bad because they just she just had a baby. And he kept, you know, making comments about her weight. You know, maybe you should work out. Maybe she did Maybe she did that. And she was like, I just had a baby. We're moving. I'm doing this. I'm cleaning the house. I'm trying to get us track, get us ready to move to a new house. And what was he doing? Just working. Yeah. And I feel like if you saw your partner as an equal partner, you would not be OK with her taking care of two kids. Just had a baby. Um, cleaning out the old house, getting ready for the new house. You would want to help your partner out. So that's why I feel like non-romantic um, uh, partnerships are beneficial because the person will see you as an equal because we we see, like, we're doing it 50-50, like, straight up 50-50. Literally. Because so, I have nothing to gain. <laughs> I have nothing to gain. You ain't getting no pussy out of me. You ain't getting nothing out of me. Nothing. So it's really straight up 50-50. So, yeah. I, uh, oh, sorry. We can we can bounce okay. back and forth. So I think another benefit of having a platonic life partner is you have a connection without the expectation. So you literally still get to live this grand life of getting a house, having children, but you don't have the expectation of one day going to get up and find Tiffany more cuter than he finds me. Hell yeah. Not more cuter, more attractive. Because, you know, a nigga is good for leaving you for a bitch 20 years younger than you. Exactly. So when you already have that connection with someone, you don't feel like, okay, the expectation is not that they're going to leave me because we're already building this life together. Yeah. And we both have the same amount of shit to lose. The same thing that you said. Because they see you as an equal, it wouldn't be like, you know. Yeah. They don't look down on you. They, they do you not. A, they see you as a partner. Um, another one I, I was going to say is no expectation from the person to make you happy. Yeah. Um, because we are non-platonic life partners. I don't expect you to bring me happiness. I don't expect you to 
be the reason that I wake up in the morning with smiles and shit or Hello. bring me flowers yep. or, you know, we could do that as yeah. non-romantic, but it's, there's no, to me, there's no expectation there. there exactly. Um, with a man, I expect my man to bring me flowers. I expect my man to make me happy. I expect my man to do all this stuff. He should not be the sole reason of my happiness, but the expression, but the expectation of him to make me happy is there versus my best friend. There's no expectation of my best friend to make me happy. Yeah. She just makes me happy being her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another benefit is that there is no pressure to live traditionally. We do keep going back and forth that because we don't care about anyone else's opinion. We already got to the non-platonic. We, we got to this point because we don't want to live traditionally. We, we traditional, already passed the weird part. Yeah, I'm going to say the traditional level is not something that we want to do anymore. Yeah. So not living traditionally is a benefit because you don't have any set rules that people years ago mm-hmm. are thinking for you. So this is a new set of rules. We're starting, something new. Rules. We're starting something new. So if it's not traditional, you could just do it as you see fit. Mm-hmm. And if someone has a problem with it, it's like, well, where's the, where's the guideline? There is none. We're exactly. making it up as we go. So I love that. Our last one at least is you don't got to worry about getting cheated on. <laughs> you don't got to worry about your nigga living you for another bitch or your bitch living you for another nigga. And that's the best part. It's for me to wake up and sleep loudly and proudly at night. I ain't got to worry about getting cheated on. Hell yeah. Why not? And the last one for me, like I said earlier, is because friendships tend to be healthier because we are more honest with each other based on the fact that, like you said, no expectations. We don't care to make them happy. We are literally solely here for character development. So with like having a domestic and a PLP life partnership, right? Okay. There are some boundaries and factors to consider. So, you know, living arrangements, like would y'all live together? Would you live separately? That's actually a good question. If you had a life partner that's platonic, would you live with them though? I think I would live with them if we were raising children together. I feel that. But if, if we're not, not raising children together, I don't see a reason to yeah, live with I, them. Facts. I would live next door to you. Okay. Or yeah. like a, maybe a, like a two um, two family household, like that there's two houses together. Like maybe yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could see the that. Duplex. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sex. Is it strictly off limits or do you guys, you know, still have sex with other people? I think me... What do you think about that? I think my life partner, regardless if it's male or female, I would like to keep sex off the table. Completely off the table. I feel that having sex with you is going to make it more into the realm of being romantic. romantic Mm -hmm. Because I'm a certified lover girl. You sniff my pussy and we in love. So we not doing that. Another boundary that should be set is finances. Are there joint assets or are they separate? So I think what... I would do is more so have financial goals together and maybe have one set account that would like if we are going on trips or something. But I feel like all of our assets together doesn't sound very um, feasible to me because even when I'm in a marriage, I don't want us to have a joint account. I want us to only have savings or something together when we are building towards the same financial goal. I believe in joint assets and separate assets, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, I want both. I want a joint account. And a separate account because um, it's important to have that joint account so y'all can pay the bills. You know, all the money can go to one that account. You know, you can put like, and I know this couple, they do half their check goes to their joint account. The other half of their check goes to their uh, personal account. So I don't know if it's really half and half or how much of it is, mm-hmm. but I think it's, you know. No, I do think, I, I think having, when you are in the same household, finances is very important. So, yeah. but I'm saying this, well, if you have the same financial goals, that joint account. But if it's, yeah. if it's fickle, mm-mm. Absolutely not. Right. Um, another thing to set the boundaries is commitment. Like, how committed are y'all always with each other? Are, is, are y'all committed to that no matter if y'all do decide to date other people, can someone, like, rock the boat? Or it's like no matter if, you know, let's say we're in a life partnership and, you know, you start dating some guy and he wants to, you know, be with you. Are you leaving me because of that? Or is, our, is the home we're building together, is the life we're building together no longer a thing because you decided to pursue a romantic relationship? So I think that's a, the biggest thing. That is, is actually to talk the biggest about thing. What, what type of commitment it would be. How commitment would be. Are y'all okay with your partner? Having an actual other re- life partner. Yeah, having a relationship outside of you. And how is that living arrangement going to be? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people want to live with their partner. So mm-hmm. is your partner going to be okay with you living with a total older person, building a life with another person, possibly raising children with this person while having a relationship with someone else yeah i think that's the only like that's the biggest one yeah yeah i bought it um 
So another thing is social networking community. Uh, do y'all share friends together? Do y'all share uh, going out together? You know, um, I feel like it should be the same as a romantic partner. Yeah, I feel like um, we absolutely. should also hang out together, but also have a life outside of each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's I feel like that's for any human being. No matter how much you love someone, they can, they're gonna annoy you. Yeah. So being with the same person twenty four seven, I love the shit out of my dog, but sometimes my dog annoys me. So seeing someone twenty four seven out of the day is just like you know your dog. Oh yeah, he annoys me sometimes if he's a lie. I love that nigga, but he's fucking That's a not your life partner, bitch. <laughs> he's my life partner for now. Right now. <laughs> okay, we're doing life together. So, yeah. Um, the last but not least is jealousy. Like we were saying, if your life partner decides to do have a mental partner outside of you, how does that look like? Is that going to make you jealous? Is it um, going to make it a, a, a rift in a relationship? So... Those are the things, the boundaries that you wouldn't have to set before entering a PLP if you are interested in that. Can a platonic relationship turn into a romantic one? Mm, I think it can. And it gives me, it makes me think about girlfriends when um, Joan and uh, William decided to date for a little bit after being best friends for years and years and years. But and that years. relationship was clearly very, very, very like it couldn't go back to the dynamics it was after their friendship because even Joan didn't even when, though she knew him for years, she didn't want to have sex with him. Yeah. And from jump. Yeah. And then when they did have sex, there were no fireworks. None. And then like so they it was kind of like a failed romance because yeah. he felt like he loved her because they had so much interpersonal connection. Because they were yeah, they we were best friends. Yeah. But the romance wasn't romance. Yeah. Like, do you have a best friend that, I mean, because, I mean, we all know you have a guy best friend. So do you feel like you could ever go there with him and you know mm-hmm. it's, exactly. So I, I could like, never go there with him. Exactly. But I, but I feel like there is a chance of platonic relationship going, be, becoming romantic. Well, you just said a really bad example then. <laughs> yeah, I did give a bad example. Me and Joan are both bad examples. <laughs> but no, I think it's possible though, just because it doesn't work out, it wouldn't work out for me. I feel like, other people have that, you know, you know, set for them to even when people who are like, oh, yeah, in 10 years, if we don't, you know, get married, we're going to marry each other. You know, so they it's very possible for it to work. Uh, so I'm on the other end of it. I don't feel like platonic relationships can really go very far romantically. I feel like it could turn romantic if you allow it there. But I feel like after being friends with someone for so long, you see them as your friend. And you know, when you are in a partnership where you guys are building, like... But what if your friend is fun as fuck? Who's the funnest nigga that you can think of right now? Right now? Damn. Michael B. Jordan. Your friends are Michael B. Jordan, right? Y'all yeah. are buddy, buddy, best friend. But the thing is, when someone is that attractive, I'm not putting you in the friend zone. So that, that's already <laughs> okay, within the thing. He's in your... But he puts you in a friend zone. Okay, you're so, not putting me in the friend zone as Michael B. Jordan and think I'm I'm gonna stay there. I'm gonna keep climbing, girl. I'm gonna keep climbing. Remember what we say: stay in your lane, respect your I friend lane. I will, I will, so I you not, want niggas respect their friend lane, but you won't respect his friend lane because Michael B. Jordan need to be fucking for real. If we were really friends, like stop that. I could be the love of your life. You're missing on your girl, blessing. Okay, but stay in the motherfucking friend lane for now, bitch. Okay, so you and Michael B. Jordan are best fucking friends. Okay, yes. y'all like this. Could you see yourself being in a romantic relationship with him? You know, the only reason why I'm saying no is because I did have a friend and we were literally strictly friends and, and he we, was fine as fuck and i found him very fucking attractive okay but he would tell me about the bitches he would fuck on i would tell him about niggas i would fuck on and then when we finally fucked i liked him but then it was like i couldn't trust him because i knew so much that's what i'm saying knowing someone for that long and knowing okay. so much information about them it literally hinders you from allowing yourself to fall so deep because you're like damn this nigga really a fucking doll for real <laughs> like yeah. you know so for me, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel the adverse effect. So if you were in an ideal platonic life partnership, what does that look like for you? My ideal platonic life partnership would definitely be with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, me and her would definitely be traveling the world together. Um, no children, just vibes. Like, you know, traveling, you know, kind of like what Honey and um, Samira doing. Samira doing, actually. That's that's what I would do. That was That's my ideal lifestyle with my platonic life partner. Like, no responsibilities, no working. Well, working if we have to, but like having an online business or something, like doing shit online and traveling the world and seeing the world and enjoying our life. And at the same time, we're still doing stuff with the men or women that you want to do it with, mm-hmm. but you're just doing life together. Mm-hmm. So that would be my dream PLP. I think idealistically for me, I think that it's someone I am building um, generational wealth with. 
for me, I I would love to travel and do all those things. But for me, it's very important that I'm leaving behind something and experiencing things that so you want to have children. I don't know. Because who are you leaving the generational wealth for? Who fucking knows? Okay. But I'm just saying for me, I feel like I don't want that. I can even probably even donate it or, you know, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do with it. I don't even want, because I don't want biological children. Who's to know that my my platonic life partner doesn't already have a child as well? But I'm just saying, I want to. Well, this is your dream PLP. So they're so going to have children or not? How, I'm going to say, you, if I don't want children, my platonic life partner is going to have, have children. Child. Okay. I feel because that's what I look for in a romantic life partner. Because I don't want to have children right now. So all of my romantic life partners have a child. Okay. So I just don't want one day someone wake up like, oh, well, I want to find a, a girl that wants to have my child or I want to find a man that's going to find my child. No, I want you to already have that and feel fulfilled with that. And let, let's just build life. Let's build it up. Let's run it up and then do what we need to do. Cause I'm like, yeah, traveling sounds great, but I'm just like, you know, I want something tangible to my name. Like, yeah, bitch, you did that. I about that. I want to be naked on an island, enjoying my life, sipping on pina coladas with some coochie, with some sand in my coochie. Heavy on standing your coochie. Heavy on standing my coochie. Okay, so we already said that most women opt for their platonic life partner to be with other women. And we were just saying, it's just weird how most men would never even look to another guy friend to be a platonic life partner no. with them. But I did see this one guy say that there's, because um, you know, have you seen that movie, I Now Pronounce You, um, Chuck and Larry? Where there are certain benefits. Yeah, there's certain benefits that because it's like if you are aligned with these people as PLPs, that you literally know strictly this is all strictly business because that's what marriage is. Yeah. All business. So he's like, I can look at myself being with someone as a male, like being married to him, but of course I'm gonna be engaging with women. Ah ah ah. But I don't know. Braxton, do you see yourself ever like, you know, if you were to have a life partner, would it ever be with a male? I don't think men do PLPs because a lot of times men want someone in their life to do things for them. You know, for example, my uh, the party I just pulled, I just did. I had people, I had my male friends like, hey, can you go up and get this? And I will give them clear directions mm-hmm. of where it is and they'll still want still to see it. Like, Oboe's like, hey, where's the knife? You know where, how my knife thing is. It's clear <laughs> as day where the knife is. But the, to have eyes and to look... They would they men would rather ask a woman where something is mm-hmm. before looking for it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't apply to every man. There's there's a lot of guys who actually look for stuff without you know asking you what it is. But for majority part, a man I don't know if you experienced they would ask you where is so and so is directly in it, and if it's not there, they will come back yeah, without looking without looking and be like oh I didn't see it and I'm be like okay I'm gonna go upstairs and I see it within point two seconds. So because men a lot of times rely on women to do things for them and they know another nigga ain't about to do the shit for them is why they have problems with POP. On top of that, it's just because men have trouble with um, the closeness that POPs give without having the sex. That's a fact. Um, us as women, we don't have a problem with being close with our female friends without having sex with them. But because, you know, men aren't, I want to say intimate like that with their male friends, like we are with our female friends, is why a lot of men will not engage in POP. And I'm like, let's talk, let's be real, but a lot of guys, they want, they want a maid. They want a maid they can fuck. <laughs> so if they're not getting pussy from the person they're living with, they're like, nigga, why are you here? <laughs> Let's get into some motherfucking questions. All right. Wait, what? Are, you don't have a say about that? What do you mean? Why guys don't do PLPs? I mean, you literally... I said it all? You literally did say it all. Yeah. Niggas want a maid and they want to fuck. They want a maid they can fuck. All That's right. The- Let's get some fucking questions then. So I only made one question. So my question was, do you feel like you can have a romantic and a platonic partner at the same time? Have a romantic life partner and a platonic life partner at the same same time. time. Well, like you said, it wouldn't be a life partner if I'm doing it with a romantic person and a platonic person because the life partner was building the life together. Yeah. So I can't have a romantic life partner and have a uh, PLP life, you know, PLP, but I can have a romantic life partner without and have a platonic friendship. And I, I definitely plan on maintaining my platonic friendship with my male and female friends. Yeah. While having... A romantic life partner. That's the goal. I want to have. I want to have a romantic life partner, and still be a whole human being outside of my partner. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What about you? I absolutely do feel like the same way you feel. Yeah. I feel like because when you add a life partner, that means that 
everything that you have in your life and in your being, you're giving it to that one person. Yeah. Unless it means there are different avenues to life partner. If we do redefine things like we're doing constantly, if I have a romantic life partner that I'm building a family with, but if I have a platonic life partner that I'm building a business with, I think that's something I can do. But if you have a life partner then that it, you're only doing if, one thing with. Then it's not a life partner if you're just building a business with but them. But I'm saying if you're doing that specific thing in your life with them, I feel like you could probably have more than one. Because if okay. you got to think about it, when people say life partner, that's what you're trying to build with only solely. So I feel like if you want to do two, it has to be two different avenues that won't collide. When and I if, think of life partner, I think of doing life with them. Okay, like and I'm everything. Saying, is with that person. But I'm saying, if you had to also think about it, some things that you want, you can do with one person, you can't do with another. So, if, like I said, if those two things don't conflict with each other, if, like, you don't want to have a child... Then it wouldn't be a life partner, then. But I'm saying, it could be. Because you can redefine it. We There's no clear-cut way to do life partnership. Okay. So, I'm saying, if you want to have both, maybe you could. I don't know if it's true, but I'm saying, if you have two conflicting um, interests that don't work out... If they're separated, you could have both. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. My question to you is, can your life partner be the opposite sex? Yes. I absolutely feel like it could. I feel like, like we just said earlier, for women, it's easier. Um, for men, it's not. So, well, that's the same. Well, I mean, sex. well, yeah. Well, yeah. For So, yeah, I feel like most times people do opt for if they want the non-traditional, they're going to do what looks traditional, even if they know it's not romance connected to it. Mm-hmm. My life partner can't be the opposite sex. Okay. I'm into fucking you. You know? <laughs> After a while, I'm going to be like, mm, what's that dick looking like? Mm -mm. If I already said you're going to be... that dick looking if like. If I put you in the platonic box, just like Michael B. Jordan did me, like... <laughs> I'm leaving that platonic box. But you're living box. with this person. You're doing everything with this person. You're not going to be like, hmm. I mean, of course, curiosity will kill the cat. But like I just told you, when you already get so much invested in their friendship, like trying to be romantic with them, there's always going to be in the back of your head. Like, you, 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 can, you can fuck without being romantic, bitch. I'm talking about fucking. Exactly. And you fucking, I told you, you sniffed my pussy. We're in love. So. Oh, okay. That's how you see it. Not doing you can that. fuck and not be romantic. I'm trying to see what the dick like after mm -mm. a while. Like, what, what, what's making all these bitches go crazy? I'm fucking All the hoes you got to out of here. But no, I can't have opposite sex as a life partner. That's that's just too risky. I don't have a second question, do you? Me neither. Okay, well, damn. Thank y'all for following us on the journey. You know, the journey was journeying. We've been drinking wine. We've been feeling fine. And can you follow all the girls on all the social media platforms except, I mean, on, at The Real Sip and Spill, except Twitter, which is? Sip and Spill 1. And leave us a five-star rating. Because we some five-star bitches. bitches. Um, follow our TikTok, our... YouTube, follow our our lives, bitch. Follow our lives. I couldn't even get all of it out. Our Facebook, our Twitter, our sip and review. When we sense this, when you blah, 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 blah. Let's go. Let's See, go. exactly. The wine has gotten to me. So, right there. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>